Welcome to another episode of the Jam Pack Report today for March the 2nd of 2021. Of course, my name is Samuel Adams and this is a daily gaming news podcast meant to bring you the hottest news you need to know from around the industry. Hosted on YouTube and podcast services around the world five days a week, it's your one-stop shop for everything you need to know. So if you enjoy the show and you like what you see, hit that subscribe button and keep coming back for more. But to kick off today's show, Electronic Arts is shifting gears on Need for Speed, delaying the game by a year, and then moving Criterion to help DICE on Battlefield 6. Some big moves happening behind the scenes in an attempt to make sure every game that comes out is successful and high quality for the players. Laura Mealy, EA's Chief Studios Officer, went deeper with Polygon, saying, quote, Battlefield is shaping up great. The team has been working incredibly hard, they pushed hard last year, and yes, we have been working from home. And it's hard. It's hard to make games from home. And the EA DICE team is fatigued a bit. We have a great game and some incredible potential with this game. We are playing to win. We are playing to put a great Battlefield game out in the market. Mealy goes on, saying, quote, There is no way we would have made this decision without including Criterion and discussing this with them first and the impact that they could have on Battlefield. They have worked on Star Wars Battlefront, they have worked on Battlefields, and they have a really tight, close, collaborative partnership with DICE. I'm really confident that this is going to be a pretty positive win for the team, end quote. With a racing title from the recently acquired Codemasters on the way for EA, there is a more pressing need to focus on Battlefield rather than another racing title in the year 2021. So the two big things you need to know from this story are that Need for Speed will not be launching in 2021, and that Criterion has been shifted to work on Battlefield, which is set to release later this year and is supposedly going to be a cross-generational game, not only coming to PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, but also the last-gen consoles like PS4 and Xbox One. If that is all still the case, it's still going to be a very big release, because this is the first mainline Battlefield game since 2018's Battlefield 5. And the way that Electronic Arts sets up these games, and the way that EA DICE sets up these games, is that they have a very long tail now. This is not an annualized franchise anymore. This is something that continues to grow and evolve over time, almost as a live-service game. And so this year's release is going to be impactful all the way until potentially 2024, 2025. Uh, it's going to be a very big game for the foreseeable future, and it's very important to get it right. Now, you can retroactively add new content to a game. You can go back and release patches and fix a lot of stuff, as we saw with Battlefield 4 alongside the launch of the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. But it's much better to be able to say, hey, this is a great game from the start, and it's only going to get better from here. And whatever you need to make that happen is exactly the move that you should make. And when it comes to Need for Speed, I think that there are going to be plenty of racing titles coming out this year that are going to be able to fill that void. And specifically in the Electronic Arts lineup, the new acquisition of Codemasters is going to supplement that racing lineup considerably. And so with at least one game coming from their team later on this year, I think that we are going to be perfectly fine without a Need for Speed in 2021. But man, I'm really looking forward to Battlefield 6, looking forward to the full reveal later this spring, which has been announced during an earnings call. Uh, very much so going to be digging into that one. 
But now I want to dive into this story that has been slowly growing over the course of the past couple of days. The Sinking City developer alleges that the publisher hacked and illegally uploaded the game to Steam. This is coming to us from industry veteran Patrick Klepek over advice. Fantastic reporter. I've been following him since the mid-2000s. Very much so recommend checking out his work. But... Ultimately, what's happening behind the scenes here is that last week there was this tweet from Frogwares, which says, quote, Frogwares has not created the version of the Sinking City that is today on sale on Steam. We do not recommend the purchase of this version. More news soon. And here's more news soon. How Nacon pirated the Sinking City. This is wild. Essentially, the developer of the game is alleging that their former publisher has cracked the code for their game and uploaded it to Steam and is now profiting directly and has ultimately cut them out of the equation. There is a very deep blog post on the Frogwares website that goes deeper. There's an entire video explaining how Nacon hypothetically, allegedly, cracked the sinking city and uploaded it to Steam. But this is snowballing into one of the biggest stories of the year so far in the world of gaming. And there is now a lawsuit involved here between Frogwares and Nacon. And they have people's LinkedIn profiles. They have a lot going on here. And if you want to learn more about it, there is a, again, very deep blog on the Frogwares website. Very rough situation here. And ultimately, it comes down to what agreements were signed. What is the situation between the agreement that was originally had between Frogwares and Nacon? Because if the game has been cracked and illegally uploaded to Steam, somebody's going to be paying the price, both financially and potentially. I don't know. Jail time? Who knows what could come of this? Uh, but if you want to read the full report from Patrick Klepek, highly recommend diving into it. But one to keep your eye on, for sure, uh, because the Lovecraftian horror game is certainly taking a turn. That is, for sure, interesting stuff here. But to round out today's show, a leaked Elden Ring trailer is being circulated online. And no, I'm not going to be showing you here. And yes, this was going to be the headline story, but I don't want that unwanted attention from what is appearing to be a very hostile community as they are trying to find more information about Elden Ring. Uh, so, with all of this being said, cool looking trailer. If you do want to check it out, you can do a bit of digging online. I think that VGC even links one from a YouTube video from a community member. That way, they aren't legally responsible for sharing the video itself. Uh, but roughly 112 seconds of gameplay footage has been shown off, and I do want to make it very clear, this is a very, very early build of the game. At least I hope it is, because it looks pretty rough, not gonna lie. And that's one of the biggest threats that comes from having a trailer that is leaked early, uh, is that it may not be the final version. And on top of that, this is a video that has been recorded with what appears to be some kind of iPhone off of a PC monitor. And so the image quality is very poor to begin with. So this could look much, much better in its final form, and I'm sure that it will. But... If you do want to see the earliest Elden Ring gameplay that is out there, again, roughly 112 seconds is out there right now, and the trailer calls Elden Ring, quote, an all-new fantasy action RPG franchise from the creators of Dark Souls, Bloodborne, and Sekiro, and you can certainly see that kind of vibe channeled through the gameplay. It looks like a From Software game. 
It really does. And I don't know what else to say about it other than that. Not really my cup of tea, but the fantasy RPG kind of world that they've built looks pretty neat. And I'm excited to check out more when the official trailer is revealed and more information is shown off. If you didn't know, this is one of the games that was brought up last week when people were talking about a potential Xbox event happening in March. Uh, And again, Aaron Greenberg came on Twitter and said, whoa, that's not going to be happening. Want to set expectations low to begin with. Go ahead and get that news out of here. Uh, So when will we be seeing the full reveal of Elden Ring? Yet to be determined. I'm looking forward to learning more, but I would say it has to be somewhere around spring. Absolutely during the Summer Game Fest, which is coming up in just a couple of weeks at this point, really in the grand scheme of things. But exciting to see that more information is finally making its way online. I'm just wanting it to be from an official source, because this kind of thing, where the trailer leaks, ultimately can harm the reputation of a game significantly if the expectations aren't kept in check. But with that being said, that rounds out today's episode of the Jam Pack Report. If you enjoyed today's show, drop me a like down below and let me know what stories caught your eye, but specifically, what do you think about Battlefield 6? Do you think Criterion shifting to work on the game is a positive or a negative overall? Do you think this is boding well for the game, or do you think it's kind of throwing up a little bit of a red flag? Let me know what you think in the comment section down below, and also... How did you feel about Ghost Games' Need for Speed games, the last three that came out? Of course, that's why Criterion was shifted back to the project to begin with, and I would love to know your thoughts on those. But until tomorrow, you guys have a fantastic rest of your day. I'll talk to you soon, and peace.